I'd like to welcome everybody to the Adam King Show. I am your host, Adam King, and I'm joined, as always, by my wonderful sidekick, Rock Breath. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Adam. How are you? It's been good, man. It's been the Jewish holidays. It's been a while since we did a show. It's, yep. I'm glad to be back. Glad yep. to be here. I don't mean Post to interrupt, holiday. but before you go further, I got to ask you about your shirt. What it, What is that and what does it mean? Ah, my shirt. Ah, so this is an organization that I founded with two unbelievable security experts uh, in the Jewish community in LA. And okay. we handle a whole variety of emergency management and uh, uh, emergency response, disaster relief, a liaisonship for the police department for the Jewish community in Los Angeles and more. Actually, wow. yeah, actually for the holidays, we actually arranged for there to be horse security. I actually got some pictures of it. Let me share. We have, um, we had security. The police came on horseback, as you can see here. You could see that. So wow. they set up it. Yeah, you coordinated they, that. Uh, our organization coordinated it with LAPD, Magivim. Wow. wow. And uh, the kids were there to to uh, to go up and talk to the horses and pet the horses. And as you see in the back, they had their mobile uh, command center out. And this is cool. uh, what LAPD does to secure the Jewish community, you cool. know, during the holidays. And you saw people come up and pet the horses. It was really nice. And uh, this is. Uh, um, I believe Sergeant Sig, Officer Sig, this uh, this wonderful officer. And here you go. The horse is sticking with their tongue out. <laughs> That's great. That's a great photo. Yeah, Adam, you never cease to amaze me. You know, we um, we started this organization on what I call the night of the Democrat riots of 2020. We showed up in the street with about 75 volunteers and we locked down the block and made sure that no Jews in the neighborhood or, or non-Jews who live in the Jewish neighborhood were hurt or affected by the riots. Wow. Uh, and our organization is called Magivim. It actually means first responders in Hebrew. And um, you can go to our website and uh, join us, get prepared, and um, fantastic. make donations. Help well, we'll us have to make a link to that to our website, Adam. We'll put that on our website as well. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Anyways, without further ado, I want to get into our show because we got an awesome, awesome, awesome show scheduled today. But as always, before we get into our show, I got some funny as hell memes I got to go over with you. Hit me. Okay. First, I want to honor my mother because she sent me a non-funny meme, but uh, this is it. Let's root for each other and grow together. Uh, I like it. That's just yeah. some positivity. Here we go. Kramer, what's going on in there? And you could see Seinfeld look in and says, Hunter <laughs> Biden is grooming kids, Jerry. <laughs> That's great. It's a good one. Let's see Where what else I get. Memes? I get them all on the internet. The, you can see on the very bottom. This is forbidden memes. Forbidden memes. He's a, he's a, he's a real good one. Okay. Here we go. The real Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette. Saudi Arabia. We're cutting back on oil production. Joe Biden. Russia. 
<laughs> you're so i love your sense of humor it's funny man you got to make yourself laugh in these dark it is. times it's funny I this one I have seen it. this one really hit me hard the highest paid female athlete in the wnba two hundred and thirty one thousand dollars a year the yearly salary for the Denver Nuggets mascot, $625,000. Adam, that's a joke. You're making that up. I don't know. That's... This was going around the internet. It could be real. It could be fake. Maybe oh, it's fake boy. news. I'll... I hope we don't get canceled for this. opened up a can of worms here. You know what? I, I, I want to see comments in the thread. I want to see our fans prove or disprove this one. Yeah, for sure. This one it has to be my favorite. I bet most Americans don't even know what this province is. <laughs> In America, <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> that's, that's funny. This one You're, is great. Openly gay animals is one of the funniest uh, Instagram memes there, Instagram feeds there are. The universe is experiencing itself to get a little spiritual on you. God orchestrating everything from behind the scenes. <sighs> Pedophiles and rapists. Before, please get in my van. I have free candy. And now, we run the government. Vote for me. <laughs> You're too much. <laughs> and that's oh, that's it. great. I got a real quick. I got to tell you a quick story. A friend of mine's renting an apartment. They had someone call. They have a dog and it's a Rottweiler. And they said they didn't want Rottweilers. This person claimed them to be racist. My friend is now racist because he doesn't want a Rottweiler in his apartment. So he's racist towards the dog. Okay, on that note, since you went, I'm going to put a couple more memes because that was too funny. I'm sorry, yeah. I had to. I'm going to just do a couple more funny. memes here on our audience because yeah, this, please, week, please. this week the internet killed it. Need an abortion? Try the COVID vaccine. Oh, no, that's terrible. That, uh, <laughs> In relation to Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democratic Party, what's up with her World Economic Forum connections? Look at all these guys that they got. Klaus. Gavin Newsom, Dan Klaus Crenshaw, Justin Trudeau, Ivanka Trump, Emmanuel Macron, Mark Zuckerberg. They were all in the same graduating class. We're being sad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Klaus is the teacher. I wonder if they could bring this is really a harsh, a harsh thing. And 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 I'm gonna for sure receive backlash for this, and I hopefully I do. They awarded the victims of Alex, some of the victims of the Sandy Hook, the Alex Jones is, was, was required to pay $120 million to one family from Sandy Hook. And I just want to know, and we say, of course, of course, you know, they would trade the money in for their kids any day. But if, uh, if they could bring back the kids, how many of them would uh, be a little bit hesitant to, to give up that $120 million? Well, that's, that's tough. That's a tough thing to say. And uh, in honor of Columbus Day, we have this one. You know, I, I really, I can't believe this stuff is being. And as COVID is leaving, nuclear Armageddon is stepping in the door. Of course, they got to have something now to put in front of us. All right, that's going to end. Adam, those video. were fantastic. I can't believe you come up with some of the greatest stuff. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Yeah, of course, man. And we got a great show tonight. I'm going to let in our guests. And, yeah, please. Uh, and Rock, you're going to be in the background, hopefully That's playing the videos. Right. Yep. So thank, thank you. Thank you for um, all you do for the show. And I'll see you soon, my friend. My pleasure. Have a great show, Adam. Thanks. All right. And we have our guests, 
returning uh, writer, comedian, genius, Zach Grashen. And first time on the show, one of my longtime friends and phenomenal, phenomenal actor, killing it on Netflix right now, Nigerian superstar, Chidi Ajufo. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, nice. thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Great so, to be back. Good to be back, right? It's good to be on a show. It's good to be putting material out there with some uh, entertainment people who know what it's like to get the word out. So welcome, guys. I uh, I wanted to do a different show because so much of the shows that I do are always so political or hot. And I just want to do a show about art. So Chitty, you're blowing up on Netflix right now. Uh, when did it start for you? How did it... How you're on like every, you're soon you're going to land a lead role without a doubt because you have backup roles in so many films that hit the top 10 charts on Netflix it's inevitable it is it, it, i feel so i feel um that's the that's part of the goal and um uh, when did it start i think uh, when i met you i was still playing basketball you were a professional you know, basketball player yeah right? yeah i played basketball and, and I for think our was, audience chitty is the most he's a how, six seven, am I right? Six seven. He is a small power forward, but he kicks ass in the power forward. <laughs> and I'm not even going to tell the story. We're going to leave that for the record books between you and me. Yeah. But let's talk about <laughs> Moscow, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was the first. Um, I think that was the first movie uh, that I was in when I had to leave that basketball team to go to Moscow to to shoot. And um, uh, this was what, 2017, I believe. 2016, yeah. 2017. 2016, 2016 I think, yeah. yeah. And listen, from then on, you know, it's it's just, you know, it's been moving up from then and, you know, I'm here now. Zach, so, we had a minor yeah. league professional basketball team that we ran for charity in this tournament called the Basketball Tournament on ESPN. And we owned a team in there and Chitty was on the team. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. We had David Blue. We had uh, Corey Reader from the Clippers. No, Sam Clancy from the Clippers. Yeah. Corey Reader was some. No, Clancy was on the clip on the 76ers. Corey Reader was on the Clippers. These are these are like bench warmers, but they're like you know, <laughs> these are bench warmers. <laughs> they still run the game. Still get paid at least three plus million. <laughs> I know, right? I'll be yeah, a bench warmer. Yeah, yeah, Any day, any day. Exactly. Did you, did you grow up did you grow up in the uk um i spent i i, I was born in england yeah and I, okay. I lived there till i was about five years old and moved to nigeria uh with the okay. family for 10 years so i was in nigeria from 5 to 15 and back in england carried on my education got a scholarship when i played basketball to come here i went to college uc santa barbara and azusa pacific nice so, yeah you are the second person today that told me that they played sports at azusa pacific Really? A guy, yeah. Wow, a guy, you... He plays. Oh. Uh, he played football. He played football there. Um, you remember what year he graduated? No, but I can ask him. Did you guys like compete over? the sorority houses together, right? Football team versus basketball team. Who can rake it in the most? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basketball and football. I mean, we were all cool with each other back in Azusa. Um, when I first moved to America, they said there was always a competition with which team is the top, you know, is it the basketball players? Is it the football players? And when I got to Santa Barbara, they were like, this is great for you, Chitty, because there's no football team. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't, I don't, in England, we don't care about this stuff. You know, I don't know these things. And I get to, um, and, you know, 
we're all we're all cool we're all friends fun azusa pacific fact i was i was applying to potentially teach screenwriting there and uh they make you sort of sign as a potential staff member that you kind of accept the revelation of christ and um and that he's the lord and savior and like and i was and i was like tempted to sign and you're allowed to put in note and i was like to say like well i believe like you know in one lord and savior for all people and i'm happy to teach you know i've taught in religious schools um quite often and i've taught in public schools about religious you know topics and you know i can and uh in the end i didn't i didn't need to apply there but um it was interesting. I encountered that. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, those are all my Azusa Pacific facts for you today. Zach, yeah. I, am just, I am just now recognizing your backdrop. That is epic. I'm going to signal so much virtue. <laughs> <laughs> I found a way less offensive, more my style type of uh, type of thing. For, that, that was still pertinent to your show. You know what I mean? Like, we can pretend I, I that we're going to talk that. about art, but we're definitely going to dip into, you know. I appreciate that. Yeah. So enough Azusa Pacific. Let's get into the art, guys, <laughs> because that's why you're here. I want to. I I got two really brilliant artists, different in film. Uh, Chitty, you're a, you're an actor. Wait. Question. I have actor. a question though. Yeah. I have a question. Go for are it. Are you? Because are you familiar, Adam, with the fact that the rabbis or the rabbinate? recently uh, came out and said that the Igbo people from Nigeria are part of the lost tribe of This Israel. I did know. This I did yeah. know. So I don't know if all Nigerians So then my are... question, no, no, they're not. So my question to Chitty was, because uh, I've known, I don't know, a few- did you just bagel Chitty? I don't know. <laughs> I, I only learned what that term was so recently. Um, I'm a, Kitty, bageling is like when two Jews are out, out, out and about and they see one guy sees that another one is Jewish and he's like, hey, so uh, you like matzo ball soup? Or something like that, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you Igbo? I'm Igbo, yeah, yeah, I am. There you go, there you yeah. go, see? <laughs> Shout out to Nigeria. You know, I love... Yeah. Um, Davido, man, he is one of the best Nigerian. Davido, yeah, yeah, he's nice. He's Yoruba though, but he's 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 very good at what he he's does. He's Nigerian, right? Yeah, yeah, but um, Yoruba. Money follow you, Yoruba. Yeah, Yoruba money follow you. <laughs> Got him. I'm in love with you. Hey. <laughs> are you done talking? Hey, hey baby, are you done talking? Yeah. Hey. Are you done talking? Hey, baby, are you done talking? I didn't realize. I didn't realize it was that kind of a show. It's about art, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I know, no, art, man. For real. On. No, for real. Um, but that would be a show. I would, I would have DeVito on this show in a second, man. That would yeah, be. DeVito's nice. Woo. If you can, nice you should. Woo. All right. Well, there's, there's actually some really. Speaking of so Nigeria, wrong. I appreciate you, Zach, bringing that up because Nigeria actually have, has a thriving film market. They're, Listen. Let me not speak. Let me start speaking on Nigeria because Please. I want to do some stuff in Nigeria. You know, the thing is that Nigeria. So, you know, number one leading market is Hollywood. We know that. And right. I think number two was Bollywood. But now Nollywood is actually number two. Right. So the Nigeria And I've seen some pretty dope films from Nigeria. Yeah. Bro, there's a bunch of them on Netflix. That's the thing. And the thing is, I want you to start watching one. You know, the algorithm just yeah. keeps showing you a bunch more. For What's example, the there's one you should watch called King of Boys. King Massive of Boys? Massive movie. Yeah, King of Boys. 
It's King a long three-hour movie, but it's so freaking good. I will watch nice. that. Yeah, the production okay. is great. Everything is great. I was like, this is like an American movie. Amazing. You know? Nice. It's, yeah, I love. So, well, so right do you there. have any play well, going right, on in Nigeria? Play? Yeah, like, uh, do you get like hit up for roles and stuff? Because you got um, like this whole. I mean, I'm, you could do so many roles with your British accent in Nigeria, with yeah, your American my, my, my experience. There's so and, much you could play like, there. Yeah, it's um. I've been hit up a few times, but it's, it, you know, small projects, nothing major, nothing major. like Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not so yet. Little small projects, yeah. And Zach, did you see Narco Saints? I have not yet. That was Chitty's um, latest that he was in. He was the yeah. bodyguard for the main evil guy. Yeah. And the highlight yeah. is this epic fight scene at the end where Chitty actually gets killed. But he, put, whoa, whoa, he puts up a good he puts up a good fight against a five foot eight Asian guy. <laughs> Adam just gave it away. <laughs> oh no! You're going to be the main you know, character of the show. Here, while you do that, let me, Chitty, let me tell you everybody who dies in the movie that I made before you watch it. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but it's a six part series, and, you know, it happens right at okay. episode six. So, okay, you know, okay, yeah. well, no, I'm, I mean, no, definitely, I'm, I'm excited. And, um, I've had, I've had a few uh Nigerian friends and romantic um friends where honestly they've been the most Jewish like people, but I didn't know so much about the film market, and that's pretty interesting. Um, I have a real cool story. Uh, that's gonna be... become one of those things that the Jews on. The film industry now because the Nigerians, Nigerians are actually Jews. <laughs> they, built, they built Hollywood. They built no! Hollywood in Africa. Uh, that's hilarious. Um, it could be, but what? Oh man, I have so many questions about it because oh, I'm like okay. a story person. I'm like a story miner. Um, like I just like to mine a whole bunch of stories. Like in terms of, I guess, the big picture history of maybe the country. Like, what are are there like huge? like meta narratives there, like here in America, you know, slavery, um, civil rights, Vietnam, uh, you know, crack, and then gay, liberal, you know, like, like, there's like kind of big trope narratives, and then there's like the American dream type stuff, and, and then like, um, and then action, uh, westerns, you know what I mean? Like, what are the what are the story types there, or either historical or just like, um, I don't know, cultural that are unique to that. Yeah, the thing is, so Nigeria has 150 different tribes, yeah? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, in Nigeria. Um, obviously, the three main ones are the Igbos, Yorubas, and, and Hausas. Um, there's so many, there's so many stories. There's, um, you know, for example, the in the uh, 60s, right? Nigeria gained independence in 1960. A few years after that is when the Biafra right. War happened. The Biafra War where, you know, um, the Igbos were being ostracized and they were killing a bunch of Igbos. So a bunch of Igbos fled Nigeria to go to England, which is part of the reason why my parents met in England and got married in England, uh, because it was during the times they were running away from Nigeria. So, um, you know, okay. that's, one, that's one story. It was a big tribal war. You know, they were killing a bunch of Igbos and um, taking all their money and, and everything. So a bunch of people fled, which is why there's a lot more Igbos than any other Nigerian tribe in England then. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, that's kind of what, yeah. Okay. So it's like 1960 yeah. is like a big, big turning point. Sorry, yeah. Exactly. I used to hang the, with this crew. In, let us go. <laughs> I used to hang with these yeah. crew in New York. They called themselves okay. the Biafria boys. Oh, they were, 
Interesting. Yeah. I had, I had a couple incarnations. Guys, this dog will not stop walking on the camera. She just wants to say what's up. You could say what's up to the world. I'm going to say this is Mademoiselle. <laughs> hey, she Mademoiselle. is just all up on my lap while I'm filming. So you got your five minutes okay. of fame. Now go over there. I got more questions. Chitty, what <laughs> if you had... Now, this is more about you, though. If you had... um, What's, what's the dream? Like, what's the... I know this is not necessarily like a podcast thing, but I'm just curious because we're meeting for the first time in this hour. I've talked to probably anybody. Um, like I, I, I looked at your IMDb. I, you know, like I said, I saw the gentleman. Like I was excited because I, I was, I really like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. Those were like amazing, and and I've loved movies my whole life. Like this is, uh, it's the only reason I would ever live in LA. Um, but you've done some really cool stuff, and um, what like. I don't know what what's the what's the dream dream. What's the end goal? Um, well, the, 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 well, not necessarily end goal. Like what like what is? is well, before are you, you get into that, it? before you get answer that question, why we we covered Narco Saints, the gentleman. Yeah. Give us a list of like your top movies that you did, and then let's play a clip from the gentleman. Oh yeah. And, and then we'll get into that question so okay. that we we set the mood right of where Chidi Ajufo wants to take his career. Okay. Well, the top <laughs> movies. Well, Gentleman is obviously a great one. Um. I actually with, really uh, like Blood Red Sky. McConaughey. Blood Red Sky. I mean, gentleman was with McConaughey. What was that like being with McConaughey on set? It was good. I only I didn't meet him much. I, I met McConaughey twice. Um because in the movie the, you all seemed really close. <laughs> <laughs> we um I spent more time with Charlie Hunnam than anyone else. So uh-huh. I met McConaughey twice. Um he was a cool guy. He was very, you know, uh, on point with his work, very focused. Charlie Hunnam was cool as hell. You know, we we spent a lot of time together because we had a lot of scenes together. So I uh, spent quite a few weeks with with Charlie than anyone else. Um, met Hugh Grant twice as well. Um, was he was pregnant. He was amazing in it. Was he pregnant? Hugh Grant. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys remember that movie where he was the first trans yeah. uh, male to get pregnant? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was great, man. It was great working with them. The thing is that, you know, I just got called a couple of days ago um, about the Gentleman TV series. So They're uh, going to make ooh. a series? Yeah, they're making a series. I believe it's Amazon that's uh, planning on, um, it's going to be on Amazon. Listen, I thought that was one of the best weed movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was better so than, cool. Better than How High or... Oh, you know, it was so there. different because it was like European royalty and growing weed under your castle. You know, yeah. like I, I went to college, everybody grew weed in their closet. And here these dudes are making a fortune growing weed underneath their castles. Yeah. You know, it was like it was it set a really cool backdrop for a really phenomenal production. And Zach is a director. I'm sure that's the, the type of shit that you just eat up. Oh, I, I loved it. Also, it was, it was my favorite Hugh Grant uh, movie. for no. sure. I was impressed he with was, Hugh Grant as well. I was like, he was Hugh Grant. I know. He, he, like. You know, Rock was telling you, and I agree with him, I love people who say a lot by not having to say a lot, um, you know, but when someone who's kind of used to being like the pretty boy can kind of like bring themselves down and just be totally like, yeah, he was, he was really, yeah. he, I was like, damn, he, he, because I'm normally not into it and he, he freaking nailed it. That's why, that's why I, I that was a big reason why I liked it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a return to Guy Ritchie, and um, it was cool for I'm sure for you. I'm guessing to be a part of it. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it was it. Like, I'm gonna play a scene from that movie. Hold on, let's get play this. Play it. Play it. Sorry, Gov. I love it. Sorry, Gov. <laughs> that must have been an epic scene to to do. I mean, like you have so many people packed on that one scene. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool, man. And that was a real body I was carrying, man. That was not no fake nonsense. That guy was heavy. <laughs> 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 he was heavy, man. And I was like, oh gosh, I have to hold this up and speak. You know, I was like, that's oh. why they cast you just for that role because <laughs> they knew you could handle it. Oh, but actually, cool. the gentleman I think was one of the coolest because I did not know you were in that movie. And I saw Matthew McConaughey in some British pot movie, and I and as a habitual pot smoker, I was I was all in, <laughs> and hear my boy Chitty's up on the screen like in every scene, and I'm and it just made the movie classic and timeless for me. Nice, I appreciate that, man. Do you do you live in LA now, Chitty? Yeah, I live in LA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. What about you in LA as well? I am in LA. Okay, nice, nice. I live and die in LA. I see, Hello. I see. I just I haven't seen your work, Zach, but I just saw. I tried to watch a bit of the trailer and I've seen the pictures. You know, mm. I was like, that should be me in the front cover. You know, being a bad. <laughs> well, it should be. we got, we got, we got what to talk about, but not necessarily on this show. But yeah, no, this <laughs> this is cool. Um, you know, since we since Chitty brought it up, let's play Zach's trailer. Let's yeah, actually. Yeah, let's Zach it. made a movie called Knife Corp. You want to give us a little background about your movie before I play the trailer, Zach? Um, let's play the trailer and then we'll talk about the movie. Okay. There you I'm, go. More, I'm more that way. Okay. I want it that way. All right, here we go, guys. Tell me why. Thank you, Chitty. <laughs> okay. We don't sell knives. We sell ourselves. Now, when I look out at this group, Recent high school graduates from 11th grade and discovered Can I help you with something? Can I hold up the casino closure stuff in front of you? What's the first thing you see? A knife. Okay. But what specifically? A virgin holding a knife. <laughs> I could see salespeople and salesmen, of course. I see business owners. I see entrepreneurs. I see the future leaders of this generation. I must then knock on the door and calmly explain the situation and ask for an iPhone. 
Hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Sound cut out. Trey looks good, though. <laughs> nope. Now we can really hear it. Nice. Finally. Hey, Zach, this is impressive, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Those are some sharp knives, yeah. man. <laughs> nice. Tell me this um, all started with like selling knives or something, and then it became more like a something. But yeah, so okay, so the yeah, the backstory. This way it's more fun, I think, to watch it and then get the backstory. So in America, anyway, there's this company called Cutco, and um, it's like really popular when kids turn 18. They they sell these knives and like they do this demonstration where they cut a penny and and I had a friend um actually his name is akiva friend um and he was like he started making tons of money like after he got he was like he was wearing like these fancy ass suits and he was you know and, and but he was like the cut coat kid and then my friend here um ellie who's also friends with adam we were recently at a screening of his most recent film uh i'll plug it love virtually go check it out whenever it comes out in the future that's um, but, one that's gonna splash yeah but um so we he had written a script called knife corp and I, you know, Ellie's like really funny. He's a really talented musician. He's, he's a good director. Um, and um, we were like, I was like, you know, I love the idea of like spoofing this Cutco thing, but let's just trap someone in a house, make it go horribly wrong. And, um, and then, you know, make it really funny because he's, he's funny. Um, we're pretty funny together. And we're very ruthless about our comedy when we're around each other. It's, you know, like you don't want to be in between the, the knives being thrown. Yeah. And so we wrote it with like, and we're like, we could also theoretically produce this ourselves if no one gave us money. We kind of wrote it in that in the summer of, uh, I think it was 2018, and we made it January 2019. Um, and it was like a crazy, you know, bootstrap project. But, um, you know, the guy Himson, um, who zips up his vest at the end, he's a guy I met here. He helped me do a stunt for, uh, for a project a while back. And... Um, he he's hilarious he's a great actor and he's a really good stunt guy and um he, he did our stunts and it was just one of those things where everyone uh came together peter who was in the scene we didn't get to show today um he was like you know he took a character that was probably the worst written on the page and everyone's like oh he's he's so funny man he, he and like and almost you know a lot of people die but uh at least you you care about him and uh so it's, it's it was comedy. fun yeah yeah, yeah. It's and comedy. um Chitty, have you done comedy? Um, have I done comedy? Yeah, I have done comedy. I started gentleman. like yeah, the gentleman, kinda. <laughs> well, that oh, didn't they God. didn't cast you in a comedic role. Like, no. have you ever had like a well, satire This is role? before the gentleman, you know, like YouTube stuff. Uh, I've done some a little bit of comedy. Um, you know, most of my some of my friends are like, you should do more comedy. I'm like, yeah, I need to get hired for more comedy stuff, you know? But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I did an independent film in England actually in 2020 September. Um, it's called On the Other Foot. 
that's a comedy. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's even though I wasn't I wasn't hired as a comedian as well, and that one I was playing the lead. But the story is about you know it's it's uh, my character was dating uh, my character was black British Caribbean. He was dating um, a, a white lady, and her dad was racist. He just didn't approve. So what she did is that she took him to a, a African church to kind of like see what other cultures is like, see what, you know, the culture is like in, in urban London in a sense. And um, some juju happened that he ended up becoming a black guy for three days. So during <laughs> is that, that like time- pre- Is that like um, Freaky Friday? Kind, kind of like Freaky, sounds like Freaky, similar in a sense. So he ends up being a black guy for three days and me and a few other guys show him um, the black culture in London, in the UK, see what it's like, you know, from the barber shop to the African food, Caribbean food. And he also gets arrested, you know, and, and treated of course, differently. He's got to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, it was a little independent film and it was a comedy. And um, where can, what's it called? And where can they, where it's can called the on the other it? foot. On the um, other foot. On the other foot. Yeah. We so have, where can people a, find that? I, it's on Amazon. You have to purchase it yeah, on Amazon. Amazon. And um, we have, randomly, we have a Peter Andre on there. I don't know if you remember Peter Andre. Um, no, where's he artist. He sang, mysterious girl, I want to get close to you. You don't remember that? No. From way back in the day. <laughs> you guys like, How does the rest go? Keep going. I want to hear Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Come on, you started. You got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. see the role. You almost, I, I almost, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have, he's a, he's a British, well, I think he's originally, where's he from? Australia? Yeah, he's originally Australian, um, like born or raised, but Greek. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he did Mysterious Girl, which was a big hit. Like till today, this is like over 20 years later, he still sings that song. That's funny. It shows in England. And he's still doing well. It's one of them. All right, guys, I want to pivot. Pivot subjects. Now, um, Narco Saints, uh, it, it, it was such an interesting movie because... I feel like Asian film encapsulates bit like Zach was talking earlier about Nigerian themes versus American themes, like Asian Not versus themes, Not a- Asian, Asian themes. <laughs> so. Asian themes they kind of have like this uh, the, the certain film directing. I don't know how you'd call it, but 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 style. It's a it's a certain style, and, and Narco Saints reminded me of an Akira Kurosawa film. Now, I don't know if you guys know Akira Kurosawa, the legendary yeah, uh, Asian filmmaker. Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, yeah Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Generalized as Asian. Um, I, I could say some pretty uh, racy things. But... Generalized things. <laughs> In the words of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, well, he, I mean, but specifically, I mean, his movies were extremely Japanese-ish. Japanese-ish. They were they were they were iconic, and I felt that Narco Saints kind of had that same. You know, you had your your protagonist. Is it like a west? Is it like a western style? It is kind of like a western style, not a western, <laughs> but it's like there's the protagonist is like a really good human being who gets caught up in like a disastrous situation and then ends up. And it's funny because he's in like every single fight scene, and he's always wearing his glasses. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. And the yeah. funny thing is that, you know, it's a true story. Well, that's a true you know, story. Yeah, it's a true story, bro. Wow. It's a true story. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is that the original guy, he's still alive till today. He came back home to his family and told the story. 
and nobody believed him. And did he get yeah, any yeah. money from the film? He sold the film for 50 grand. He sold That's the story it? for 50 grand. This, that film got sold for 50 grand. Now the rights to the story. Millions the rights to the story. And they, the, the budget for the, for the series was $34 million. That's stupid. That's Hollywood, <laughs> baby. Yeah, that's Hollywood, man. That's the business. What's your Hollywood. favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene? Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's a six-part movie. Yeah, I would say it's a it six-part movie. The six-hour six movie. movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really liked my fight scene. Uh, I, was, I was actually glad when I got to it. I was like, yes, let me whip some ass now. You know, it was um, really cool watching your Instagram while you guys were filming. Yeah. you were posting the behind the scenes, isn't it? The yeah. the, I liked it. Yeah. Um, what was it like to be in those houses, though? Those houses were, it was really filmed in. Well, where did you set. do the filming? It, it was, it was, it was a set. So you yeah, know, the, it wasn't um, they they built those houses. They literally built them right there. there you know, even the even Chinatown. You see Chinatown. That Chinatown built, was like, built. They built. We're in the middle of. Bro, we're in the middle of the jungle, and they built this set just in the middle of the forest. Where? Boom. Where did you film? Where did you in film? South Korea. Oh, wow. In South Korea, we're there for six, so seven cool. months. You know, South Korea and Dominican yeah. Republic. That Chinatown was so in intricate. Hmm. That yeah. was such an intricate The set. details, bro. I walked around Chinatown when it was empty and deserted. And I just, I was like, it's one street of just, like, everything is built in the front. And of course, the back is empty. There's nothing in the back. Where the That's whole crazy. Like, you should see it, Zach. It was beautiful oh, I'm, I'm gonna oh, I'm, I'm gonna watch I'm, I'm, I'm gonna it wasn't it wasn't that I wasn't trying to watch or something. no 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 it's fine Bob it's fine I'm not pulling you out like if Zach yeah, yeah. No, seen the I, no, I, I, I want to watch it for sure and and especially it's it's to Adam's point earlier it's so fun to watch something when you know someone who was involved like when you know a writer or an actor you know it's like yeah. it's it makes it makes everything but here I found a yeah. picture of the not the the Chinatown. How how cool the, is Seoul, by the way? The town, like oh, the city. Nice. Seoul, yeah. Seoul is what like a city. Seoul. Yeah. Guys, I want to time yeah, out. Been, look at yeah. this. Look at this. Such a cool city. Look at this scene. Such a cool city. This is Chinatown. This is the only picture yeah. I see. Oh, Chitty, you yeah. say they oh, built that's, this. That's, that's, the that's, a, that's not even. That's not. That's someone's house. <laughs> that's not even the street. <laughs> that's not the street. <laughs> better pictures. Let me try to find. Him. I'll, I'll try to find some. Man. You talk amongst yourselves. Let me find some better pictures. Yeah, it's, um, Seoul's a beautiful place. I mean, Seoul reminded me of like a San Francisco and New York mix. Wow. Yeah, and it was, and just the way it yeah. operates. It's like the food is good. Like the 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 food transportation food. is so good. People Everything. are, and it's you so know, safe in it. It's so safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, and, I can, you... I, bro, I left my phone somewhere. And oh, came yeah, back they're... about half an hour. It's still yeah. there. No, they're yeah, they're no theft. You walk into a restaurant and literally at the front, there's charges. Everyone can leave their phone and charge their phone and just. And I want to just say I love Korean people. I think they're some of the most fantastic <laughs> people in the world. I love people. It's so <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> they're a very yeah. advanced society. They, the Korean Koreans are very advanced people. Technology, yeah, they're very smart. I'm not even talking about technology, I'm talking about class, civil structure. They're just like a very well-to-do, well-built society. I also thought, I was like, when I was in Seoul, I was like, you know, why is everyone, and they're very hardworking. They're very hardworking, like almost to the end of passing out, like even on on my job. They don't have, their kids don't stop for summer. They don't. No, no, no. no, no, This is what I heard. This is what I heard when I got to Korea. 
they said is because of the war. Yeah. Because the war that happened and they had to rebuild quick. So they were like, boom, rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they, they work their asses off. They drink and everyone's on the heavy vitamins. Everyone's on heavy vitamins. They're all on, <laughs> they're all on Gangnam style over there. For real? <laughs> For real, them Koreans are hardworking, man. I, I've never seen any uh, group of people as hardworking as, as Koreans. And it was very, it was, um, it was impressive to see at the same time. It was. What is their film industry like? Amazing. They're talking about the biggest <laughs> emerging. I mean, he won the, I mean, the, what's, I forget Parasite his name. Yeah, Oscar Parasite won. But he made Snowpiercer. He made, I mean, he made a lot of good films. And their shows are the biggest shows uh, probably in the world right now. Have you like seen Squid Kingdom? Game. Uh, I haven't. But Kingdom my best is a series and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah? watch okay. the series, man. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, won't, I don't want to compare it to Walking Dead, but it's really good. It's, mm. it's impressive. It's not Shots even fired. Shots fired, Chitty. Shots because fired. It's, 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 okay. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a zombie movie. So I didn't want well, to compare it. But, no, yeah. Honestly, I prefer Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a lot yeah. of a lot of the horror type genre, Japan and Korea, like we just America steals it. You know what I mean? I like the Ring and like yeah, yeah, exactly the Ring yeah, and yeah, was it Shutter? And... Remember Shutter? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, then... They're storytelling. That's they're mm. they're good at it, and they have a tradition. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's 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 why I lo- that's why it's interesting to find out like all places in the world because um, everybody. It's all essentially the same, but then it's the different like characteristics that make it really, really, really fun. And, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Zach, okay. So, uh, yeah. Zach, let's take a step. Out of all the films that have impacted your career, I want to hear this from both of you guys. We'll start with Zach. What in what what set you on the path that made you want to take this career? Uh, so, I will. The honest truth is, I don't think it was a film, but I will tell you the first film that definitely made the impact. But the story goes, when I was born in Anchorage, Alaska, I didn't cry. My eyes were just wide open. I was looking at the doctor, the nurse, my grandmother, my mom. And uh, I was just like, like reading the room, you know, like not like the actor, more like the director, I think. And then like I was entertaining people from a very young age. Um, And then, but the movie that I remember seeing in the theater that I was like, like that that like made me just everything feel everything was aladdin um for sure um that watching that in the theater with like the magic carpet ride the genie because like robin williams like i mean those songs it was just like mind-blowing um and you know i was like a critic from a young age so like when people tried to pass off the power rangers as the ninja turtles to me even in first grade i was like nah like you're not gonna get me to hang out with your kid just because like oh we got the new show it's like no 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 so I had my I had my taste and my sensibilities, but um, definitely Aladdin was like the thing I remember. But I watched. My parents were cool; like they would let me watch. Um, if it didn't have like a lot of drugs or a lot of sex, you know, if it was just like an action or had a lot of you know swearing, like as a kid, they were kind of cool with that. Especially being the youngest in my family, so I got to see like some good action movies, and so. What but I could go on. I can go on about other movies, but that's the first. Speaking of Aladdin, uh, just so you know, Zach, uh, for two winters, I did. I played the genie on theater in Aladdin. Nice. So you have a theater also, background also. Yeah, I was the genie in Aladdin in uh, Middlesbrough in England, Yorkshire, and in Manchester as well. So that was that Sweet. was. Sweet. Sweet. 
Taking your place with Robin Williams and Willie Smith. <laughs> I wasn't doing much singing though, you know. Yeah, my singing is, is <laughs> but um which movie impacted what impacted you? you? First of all, what set you on this path to become an actor? What and what on the path, what uh what in what what movies and, and um, work inspired you to become better and to and to really consecrate? I remember when you left, you know, we I'll tell the story. We actually had Chitty flew out and, and had to choose between pro basketball with us and because I, I was actually on the team, by the way, guys. <laughs> I had one season as a professional basketball player. Just saying, I own the team. Been... I own the team. I put myself on the roster, bucket list item, but we were professional athletes. So he actually left our team to go do this first movie in Moscow, you know, like comes with sacrifice you know so like what was it that kept you inspired kept you going kept made you know that this was your path that you had to take um well one is that i was getting old <laughs> for, for, for basketball so even <laughs> the time you met me i think i was in my early 30s and it was like okay i need to find another career since i know this is not going to be forever i've been inspired with acting from from childhood i loved action movies you know um i grew up i'm, I'm there's six kids and you know six I've got five other siblings. I'm the youngest boy. So, you know, me and my brothers always used to play fight. We always used to wrestle, you know, action movies from the Chuck Norris movies to um, yeah. Steven Seagal and Van Damme. I was a big fan. So I always wanted to do action stuff. I remember like, when I was a kid, I said, when I grow up, I'm going to be an action man. That's just all it was. I'm just going to be so an action you, man, whatever that Well, you grew, up, you grew up to be the right fit for an action man, my friend. <laughs> I got to say yeah, I actually could see that. I, I feel like a lot of Nigerian no. young boys, they Never. want to be action man. Action man, exactly. The typical Nigerian accent. Yeah, hey, action, man. action man. <laughs> I am the action man. Oh, really? gonna, Listen, once I get, I hang out with a lot of Listen, Nigerians, once I get a superhero role as a lead, it's over. Bro, it's over. No, That's Chitty, my we're going to make it happen. Through. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> I, I got no doubt. I mean, you're already making it happen. I no. think we both are, but, but we're going to... I have... I mean, I already got... I don't know if it's specifically Nigerian, but I got I got a I got a dope ass story um, okay. already. But before uh, but you go I, gotta, there, I, I want him to finish yeah, up. Yeah. What was the movie that one movie that really? Yeah, yeah. Give us the movie. Well, the movie that really inspired. Well, which one really inspired me? This thing is the old action movies uh, uh, that are good uh, inspired me. Enter the Dragon was one of them from back in the day wow. uh, because yeah. of the action and because yeah. of the drama as well. You know, um, uh, Bruce Lee was just kicking ass everywhere and i was like i just i wanted to learn to fight i did a bit of karate when i was a kid um nice. uh you know we, i wrestled with my brothers so i'll say for now from when i was a Bruce kid Lee. the dragon inspired me and That's as an adult there's more kind of uh deeper denzel movies like john q was a great movie i loved john denzel was in john q and um um so you know his acting really does inspire me to dig deeper uh, within myself whereas the you know the fun entertaining action stuff just allows me to be more athletic uh, i'll tell you my favorite denzel movie is american gangster hands down american gangster that's one of the greatest Listen, what about ever. a man um um what's what's the one uh man on fire I didn't see oh that. yeah well he because he, that was like that was like all right denzel's just here to kick ass and that's i love a movie that knows what it's meant to be and denzel's always going to bring a good performance because he's you know, you know what you know, I like, like. <laughs> especially what what's his, what's his name was talking about. Um, Rock was talking about how you know it's it's you know good acting uh, the silent ones, you know, yeah. and, and you know when Denzel does 
those where he doesn't talk much, Denzel's done it. And so did Matt Damon in Born Identity. He didn't talk mm-hmm. much. Everything is just, just, just moving, just acting and everything's in the face. He's not really talking much, but he's acting. I love those. I gotta, I gotta make a shout out because we're talking action movies and, and Adam was drawing that huge swath across all Asian film. Um, but the, I think perhaps the best action movie of the last, I don't know, I, I don't remember when it came out, but I want to say like last 10, 15 years was this, I think it was Malaysian film or Indonesian, Indonesian called The Raid Redemption. Did you see that one? Did I? Dude. Dude. <laughs> Was Yo, listen, I try to think. I was like, how did they do this? Like, the choreography is, is just... Is, it looks like they actually kill, Adam, like 300 people. And they look, and, they, and none of them look like actors or stunt people, because they just look like people they just took off the street. Exactly. And, like, and they're like, hey, we need you to run right into this knife. And like, it just, their head. And then, because I remember I was like, someone told me to watch it. I was like, all right, it was, I was like at some hotel. I was going to go to sleep. And then I was like, all right, I'll watch 20 minutes. I'll go to sleep. And I was like, oh no, yeah, not for this. <laughs> oh man. What's it called? Yeah. The Raid. The Raid. There's a part raid. one, two, and three. Okay. The Raid, I <laughs> got to see. What was the Nigerian the film one. that I got to see? You got to link him, Adam, in the bio. The Nigerian action film <laughs> no, that you no. said in the beginning. Oh, King of Boys. King, King of Boys. Boys. The Raid, King of Boys. What else do King of Boys the audience drama, have man. to see? Must sees for the audience. The Raid, uh, King of Boys. Um, I don't remember the other ones. The Gentleman. The gentleman. <laughs> Knife Corp. Knife Corp. Knife Corp. There you, you gotta, go. You gotta check that out. Oh, and Narco Saints on Netflix. Yeah, Narco Saints. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Zach, you uh, never did acting, did you? I did. I did. You That's did what I grew up doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I and will, then when did you make the transition probably, into writing, directing? It wasn't a transition. It was always part of it. But it was more like my decision to write. I mean, do you want the story story? Yeah, I can, sure, I can, I can, I can keep it relatively short. Um, so, I mean, again, always I would write, like, even in high school, like, if, if we had to write a short story, I was like, I'm going to write something that's going to be just on the line of, like, my teacher saying you can't do it, but it's going to be good enough that they're going to be like, oh, shit, that was, like, kind of good. So it was like, I would write super violent or creepy or, like, weird stuff, like, for short stories, and and it would, you know, it would do well. And then, but it was always, I knew, like, I in kindergarten, I actually tried to put together the play of Aladdin and I told my buddy I was like just so you know you're gonna have to like kiss Jasmine like when we get there you know I was like we were six years old so I was doing that in kindergarten make um, out with Jasmine That's yeah um they did date in high school those two but um mm-hmm. anyway um really when I when I got serious was in high school my brother um who was a really popular cool kid he was two years above me uh, he passed away uh yesterday oh, was his was his 20th uh anniversary of his passing as your site um and and um yeah and um my i had a really cool teacher ari ari noam ben devorahana ari noam grashen um but he um you know he he was like i'll say there's about two thousand people at his funeral he's only 16 years old you know like he kind of made a big impact he was a great athlete like he played he, he played basketball at you know our jewish school but also like in the in the rec center where i mean he, he he put on a show for people when he wore a basketball keeper they're like oh shit you know like they they took him very seriously because he he had you know he had the skills but anyway um uh around mid high school like i wrote i wrote a piece about him like for a, for an assignment and then my parents were like you got to get out of this art collective it's not really doing any good so i was like all right i asked this teacher i really really liked i was like can you help me 
work on my writing. I entered a writing competition, uh, got this piece about my brother was the last day of his life, uh, life published. And I was like, oh shit, I like got a nice scholarship. And I was like, I was like, you know, my friend pointed out to me because it was like, I worked so hard on like such a small piece that was really freaking intense. And um, it felt like kind of numb at the end. And I was like, but I was like, cool. Like it was the story of my brother, but my friend was like, you know, millions of people read this magazine. Someone may actually get inspiration and, and actually, you know, learn a lesson. I was like, ah, okay. That's, it like clicked for me that that was always the thing that I wanted to do, but that was like why it actually meant something. And so then from then, like in college, I just did film competitions, but I was always kind of a, you know, doing it. I wouldn't say on my own because I always would build a team because I like collaborating. Um, but really, you know, publishing that and then um, that teacher kind of inspired me to get my master's at this really cool, unique program. And, um, you know, the stories I'm working on. master's now are, in film? Uh, screenwriting um, and, or creative writing, technically. But um, so I was exposed to a bunch of different types but um and then you know the stories i'm writing now range from pretty heavy civil rights pieces that people have hired me to go through and also like historical fiction of you know we mentioned matthew mcconaughey he's being mentioned right now in, in, a, in a really cool project you know it's super preliminary i'm not going to pretend like it's it's signed but the people who he works with are you know it's really cool that people trust Yo, me with their have stories your people call me yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll book it. Dude, that's $10 million. Dollars. My client wants $10 million. <laughs> that's your new uh -huh. for this show. No, you, you give me the money. The you give me the oh, money. So you call me when you got it. We How's just figured that? it out. That How's was perfect. That? Do I get the part? Do I get the part? Um, you do. But no, but real talk, you got to make that into like a, like King's Calls. And then you just like pick up the phone and it's like, all right, we got to move on. And then you just hang it up. And it's like, I don't know. That's that's a great little piece. Hold on, you got we're getting there. a call from the audience. Yeah. Okay. Stacy from Alabama wants to know, Chitty, have you ever done screenwriting before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... You know, Zach, you know, there's, there's, there's some stuff, well, I guess we'll talk more, but there's some stuff yeah. you know, I'd like to collaborate with you on. There's a lot of stories I want to tell and I need a, a good writer. So this is we're gonna We're, we're going to talk. So you've sure. not done, you haven't done screenwriting. No, I haven't done that. No. So this is a great match. Yeah, it is. It's a shit off bubble. I, have a lot of no, I mean, I like, I like, I like player. good people. I like good people who, uh, who just love, you know, it's really, like you. Yeah. No, I, I like when Adam showed me, I was like, oh, cool. I was like, I've seen this. He's, you got you. Yeah. It's cool. You know what I mean? Like some people, you just, I really like, yeah, yeah, like, gentlemen. You know, like, I, I don't think narco, obviously, narco saints didn't get to capture your genius. They were very much monolithic and what yeah, what, more, what what they wanted the to who, exactly they really wanted to showcase the koreanness yeah. and and i felt that it was actually a shame for the movie because there was a lot of other people that could have had some you know greater talking roles that yeah. i felt could have made the piece more rich um but I, all in all narco saints was brilliant but but uh um the the other movie that you did uh the, um, the, the guy Oh, well, well, the gentleman. The oh, gentleman, yeah. and well, and before we end the show, I want to touch on the vampire movie you yeah. did because that was actually number one on the Netflix yeah, list, like, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the gentleman, like, it really captured your acting, like in that, in that, like the scene that we showed. Yeah. Like, there were just so many, you know, like there's a, it really takes a good actor to make a film believable, you know, like that's not who the guy is. They're faking it. Oh, they're, it's, they're an actor. You know, they have to really become that role. And in The Gentleman, you really became that role. It was very, very compelling acting. Oh, 
But what was the other one you did? Let's. I, I want to touch on that because we haven't even brought it up, and it was number one on Netflix. And you had to yeah, there's a few. Uh, yeah, Blood Red Sky. It's pretty. It's pretty bloody and gory. I think there's a there's um a few of those scenes in my in, in my trailer. Um, it was number one on Netflix. It's a German and English movie. Um, it's a movie about this girl who's trying to find a cure or some disease that she had. So she's flying from Germany to New York to meet a doctor, a special doctor, to find Dr. a cure. Dr. Fauci? Uh, <laughs> Dr. Fauci, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no politics, remember? Let me get my mask. Hold on. I'm going to put my mask on. Everything got really, really intimate. So she's flying to New York to find a cure. And it just so and she's there with her son. And it just so happens that there's these guys that get on the plane on the flight for some reason. They, they're, they're hijackers, basically. It's, it's five or six of them. They're hijackers. And I'm one of them. And the lead is, um, well, the main hijacker is uh, Dominic Purcell. I don't know if you remember Dominic Purcell in of Prison course. Break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The brother, the big guy in Prison yeah, Break. Yeah. yeah, of course. So he's, he's, one of, he's the main hijacker. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Yeah, yeah. So he hires me and a few other guys to, to assist him in this mission. The mission, in the end, the mission is never told. You never know what the mission is. Yeah, because we're told to hijack this plane and we're going to get a bunch of millions and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, stuff's going to go down. But we never, we never end up knowing what happened, why. You know, everyone's assuming, assuming stuff. And basically, one of our guys ends up, you know, kind of going rogue and it becomes too aggressive and, you know, ends up, Anyway, the girl ends up turning into a vampire on the flight. And now all hell breaks loose. People get bit in, violence, blood, gore, you know. I saw something on a plane. Everything it's is a, a really plane. dark film. I gotta be honest. Like if you got if there's one scene where she gets her foot stuck in in the chairs, and oh, if you she gets right? her foot stuck in the chairs, you guys were gonna be dead, man. Yeah. Like yeah, she yeah, was yeah. pissed. It's she and I think that's like, not typical vampire. For blood. No, it's not. It's more of a story of one. It's you know the woman is playing the lead, which is which is a, it was a big deal for a vampire film. And two, it was about the the love of a woman and her that she has. I'll for tell a child. you the best female vampire lead I ever saw: Queen of the Dam. <laughs> On the world, Queen of the Dam. Oh, Queen of the Queen of the Dam. Interesting. Yo, I cried at the end of Queen. That of was the um, I'm not um, even kidding um, you. Queen, um, what's the name? Um, uh, the musician. Aaliyah. 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 Yeah. Yeah, deep cut. Yeah, and, and she and, and I'm telling you, I'm, the reason I loved Queen of the Dams was because it was like they got to live forever and have love forever. You know, it was like you see vampire films, and it's always like so brutal on the vampires are like cast as these evil people, but Queen of the Dams, like it hit hey, me. Hey, it hit me. It hit me. I mean, it was like vampires need love too. You know, they do. They do. <laughs> So, so the, yeah, that was um, that's what Blood Risk Guys about. It's still on Netflix now. You know, it's um, it's a good film. Uh, so you've had how many films have hit number top ten on Netflix? How many films have hit number one on Netflix that I've been on? Yeah, Blood Risk Sky was the is the only film that has hit number one for film me. Shows. On film or shows? Um, Narco Saints hit number three in U.S. Netflix, but it hit number one everywhere else, like in the whole wow. world of Asia and, and wow. uh, Eastern Europe. It was number one. Um, if America wasn't a racist country, it would have been number one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those and then are, what those about are, gen the gentleman? Oh, the gentleman as well. I forgot. Yeah, gentleman's been yeah, yeah, yeah. that hit number yeah, one, yeah. right? That had to be number UK, one. Yeah, that did not hit number one. It did. It did. It hit number yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did. 
It was big. Yeah. So you How know, long yeah, was that aunt number one for? The thing is that the gentleman, if you notice, the gentleman is done by um, Miramax and ST, ST, STX. So it was it went straight to the theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it goes, I think it goes on Amazon after that. Then it goes on Netflix. So it just got on Netflix last, uh, last winter. Cool. Wow. So even though it came out 2020, it got on Netflix last winter and it became number one on Netflix last winter. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? In great. England and in America. So, so um, you know, in the last segment, I want to just like, yeah, th- this is really great. I, I I just wanted to ask you, like, because you worked through COVID, you had the whole, you know, you, you got, you were very active during COVID. Rob, I've been, yeah, I was busy. I'm living in a lot during COVID. And the future, is, the future is bright with Chidi Ajufo. But like, what was it like working on sets during COVID? Like, because I know the film industry yeah. was very, very arms up. It was, it was, um, they were very strict. Oh. Yeah, and I think they were, they were strict, not really because of us as human beings, but more of finances, <laughs> because no one wants to get sued and all that kind of stuff yeah. and insurance. <laughs> so we, on Blood Red Sky, the Netflix movie, we were the first group of people to start filming. Because I think when we were filming Blood Red Sky, they said there's only two other productions in the whole world that are filming right now. Wow. We are one of them. You know, so we were guinea pigs per se. This was June 2020. June 2020. You know, this is lockdown was in March, April, May. Pioneering stuff. Yeah. So it was pretty strict. We filmed in in Czech Republic in in, uh, Prague. And we were there for two and a half months filming. And um, out of all the countries you filmed in, what is your favorite? Favorite country so, that you got to be walk around and tell cute girls, "Hey, I'm filming a movie here." <laughs> it was never one of those, but um, I think South Korea because South Korea, I spent the longest time there. Six months is a long time. It is. Um, yeah. So I kind of got accustomed to the lifestyle, and I I, I stood out like a sore thumb. Of course, six foot seven black guy, you know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I I stand out there, and I'm not six seven, and yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. Yeah. So um, South Korea, Prague was really, really nice. I liked Prague. Mm-hmm. Prague is, um, the culture is so rich and the, the history. Is what so did you rare. film in Prague? Pardon? What did you film in Prague? Blood Red Sky. We filmed Blood, Blood Red, Red Sky. Sky in Prague. Yeah. And um, because it's, it's, it's history was still there, you know, they never really went, like the war was never there. It was, that was the middle ground for, you know, the East and West fighting. So their history, all the, the bridges, the castles have been there for time. Whereas, you know, England has been bombed. You know, all these other countries have been bombed, but Czech Republic hadn't. So these things have, these artifacts, these castles, buildings, this, the, the architecture is just so beautiful and unique. Um, so I enjoyed exploring uh, Prague during the time I was there, even though it was still COVID heavy. That's very cool. Yeah, South Africa was another good place. I mean, there's many places, man. Vietnam, I went to Vietnam. You know, um, the real question I have is where are you and Zach going to film your movie together? Exactly. Zach, what's up, man? When are you going to give me the lead part, bro? (laughs) I don't don't know where we're going to film it. That'll be that'll be based on tax benefits for sure. Yeah, for real, though. (laughs) No, no, but we didn't even get into that nitty gritty. Well, we're going to we're going to find it. It has to be in Europe or Canada because there's big tax benefits over there. So. We'll, we'll, we'll find a story. Let's go film in Nigeria. Omo, no tax benefits. It's okay. I'm, Free for all. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm for the boys united. <laughs> um, definitely down for that. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's end this call. We'll, we'll start. We'll make a movie. No, this was, uh, 
Well, it's that simple. Listen, I'm going to start bringing uh, uh, all sorts of people making matches on, on the show. Let's see if I can get some real estate projects done. This was easy. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to end it up. Guys, I want to thank you so much. Usually I play a song as we go out. I forgot to prepare one. Um, let's see. Do I have one that I could play? Let's see Let me play now. one for you. It's okay. Let's bring some Niger up in here a little bit. Eh? Oh, we should play some DeVito. We should let's go out some, to DeVito. Let's give some music. Yeah, I'm going to play some. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play the DeVito song. We're going to go out to DeVito. Hold on. Let me pull up the DeVito. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Who's, who is that? Who, who's the music video? It's called um, Move by Bad Boy Tims. Okay, hold on. Bad Boy Tims. What? Incarnation. Okay, hold on. It's called what? Move. And the artist's name is Bad Boy Tims. T-I-M-Z. Yeah. Okay. It's called so Move. this is going to be our credits today. We are going to play the official Bad Boy Move music video as we go out and so before we do that i want to just say thank you to my guests thank you to rock breath for everything you do for the show thank you rock. to uh, everybody that participated this was a really great show chitty ajufo imdb zach grashin imdb you guys are superstars on that note please bad boy move <laughs> take us out Oh! Shalom, y'all. All right, you guys take care, man. Adam, thanks for having me. Stick around till after the song. Take care, man. cutting short on this. Adam, you're too much. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam King. The phone bit was fucking great.
You're too much. I'm Adam King, everybody. Thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful night.